When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. All right, welcome in to the most fan-friendly, interactive, and on days like today, therapeutic show in all of Minnesota sports. This is Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel with Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, live from U.S. Bank Stadium. And our executive producer, Declan Goff. The Vikings season, one of the most, I would say, memorable, exciting roller coaster ride seasons in franchise history comes to an end today. A 31 to 24 loss to the New York Giants in the wild card round of the playoffs. We will give our thoughts up front and then we will turn the show over to you here. Uh, like I said, this is the biggest therapy session. Over the next couple hours in Minnesota sports, we're here for you guys. A soul-crushing loss today at home, and uh, we want to know a couple things from you. So be thinking about this. You can bring, you know, bring whatever takes you want, but who are you most upset with, and what do you most want to see changed as we go into the off season? So just have those as sort of conversation and uh, and topic starters. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And a shout-out during this crazy season to our friends, Judd, at Surly Brewing Company. Absolutely. I mean, the, the motto of this show is we just want the Vikings to win a damn Super Bowl before we die. And you can cross 2022 off the list. Yeah, cross it off uh, far too quickly, too. But, yes, our friends at uh, Surly, we appreciate their support, as they have for a few years now, being the presenting sponsor of uh, both Purple Daily and Ventline. Uh, I did see that plenty of you were enjoying a Surly. Obviously, you know, hoping to have that be a celebratory Surly. That is not going to be the case. Drowning your sorrows now. And uh, look forward to talking to you. But, uh, yes, Surly Brewing. All of their beers are the one thing the Vikings are reliable. They come through when it's fourth and eight. Oh my God. I mean, where do you, well, you go ahead. Start wherever you want, Judd. You're, you were in soaking up the atmosphere all day at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, just what, what's your, I guess, biggest takeaway from this, this devastating loss today? Well, I mean, I've got a bunch of them and I don't want to get to them right now because it, it would just um, bigfoot the time here, which we don't need to do. Um, like my biggest takeaway would obviously be about a defense that did almost nothing, was not prepared. Uh, it's a complete um, atrocity, what we saw. I hope that Ed is fired tomorrow uh, or retires. But anyway, um, no, but yeah, no, it comes down to this, fourth and eight. You're at fourth and eight 
And you have to give yourself a chance. You have to. And that starts with the play caller and the quarterback. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, Kirk can't be absolved now. So oh, it wasn't Kirk's fault. He doesn't play defense. Well, you know what he does play? He plays quarterback. And TJ Hawkinson gained three yards on fourth and eight with your season literally on the line. On the line. You gained three yards and meekly left the field. It, and here's the thing where I'm not going to defend the defense, but unfortunately, we knew that they weren't good. Like, I would have hoped that they were more prepared for this game, and they clearly weren't. And the Giants um, the or, or the Vikings made Daniel Jones look like um, Johnny Unitas in his prime. Very unfortunate. But how on earth, and I'll, I'll just throw it to you now, Phil, but how on earth with eight yards to go, Justin Jefferson on your team, Hawkinson, who's had a great day. How is the decision on a play to essentially check it down? Something that we've been giving Kirk all, you know, all year long, trying to credit him with not doing when it mattered most. It happened. Yeah. I would say, my God, just like you, there's a million things to, to be pissed about. If you're a Vikings fan today, Ed Donatel should probably just retire in the next 48 hours. I don't know that you need to sit here and make him look like, I mean, he's had a nice NFL career. I don't know. You don't need to embarrass the guy. If you're him, you've been in the NFL for 30 years at this point. Your ideas and schemes just don't work anymore. And there's a handful of players on that defense. And again, Eric Kendricks is probably a ring of honor player. He doesn't deserve to be clowned on, you know, in this emotional post game show we're about to dive into. But how many times did you see both him and Jordan Hicks trailing five to eight yards behind Saquon Barkley, a tight end, Daniel Jones getting out into space, getting out of the pocket, right? They couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up. And they're not. it's not going to fix itself as those guys get older into their 30s. But on the offensive side, my biggest takeaway, the offense did an excellent job keeping the Vikings in a game that the defense tried to give away for three hours until the last two drives. The second to last drive, Kevin O'Connell calls two screen passes. Screen passes have been atrocious for the Vikings this season. He calls a screen pass to Dalvin Cook that gets blown up. And then he calls, I think it was a tight end screen to TJ Hawkinson that gets blown up on the second one. And then it was kind of almost a coverage sack on the third down play, and Cousins wound up having to sort of just, like, get rid of the ball. And so I felt like KOC got really conservative calling screen passes to start the second-to-last drive. Scratch my head at that one. And to your point, the end of that sequence, your season's on the line, you need a big play, and Cousins checks down with a defender sprinting at TJ Hawkinson with the season on the line. I'm not going to say he undid all of the good and all of the you know all of the great things that were accomplished this season, but it is kind of classic that in the biggest moment he just reverted back to comfortable Kirk. I, well, not things down the field. I don't want to throw an interception. I'm going to check it down to T.J. Hawkinson and absolve myself from blame. That's my. Those are my two biggest takeaways on both sides of the ball. Dex, what about you? Before we get to some Vikings fans here, yeah, it it stinks because you knew that. To Judd's point, knew the defense was really bad. Defense is not good. We saw it was exposed all day. I mean, they had like nine plays for two hundred yards on fourteen points to start the game. You thought it was going to be uh, haymakers going back and forth, and Kirk was great today. I mean, was brilliant. Was delivering throws. He was taking shots. He was writing away a lot of that bad narrative, and in one play. One play, all of that good 
is, in my opinion, erased. And it's why you criticize him. And it's why you get frustrated by him. Because he reserted back to an old check down, reliable tight end. And with the season on the line, dude, the game is on the line. This isn't, this isn't Detroit. This is a wild card weekend game. And you decided to throw beneath the sticks. And that's how your season ends. It, it is insanely frustrating because I think this Vikings team had one of the best paths possibly to go to a Super Bowl. You won 13 games. I know you had to go to San Fran next week if you would have won this game, but it is a wasted opportunity, and it stinks that it ends like that on such a sour note. First close game that they've lost all year. 11-0 and in one-score games, and um, the one loss knocks them out of the playoffs today. Yep. So we'll have plenty more thoughts, but let's turn it over here. By the way, if you want to get in line here to get on the show, it is vikingsventline at gmail.com, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many of you as possible here over the next couple hours and uh, turn this into the big, the biggest therapy session in all of Minnesota sports. So, again, you know, bring whatever takes you want. Don't get us fired. No swearing, okay? Let's keep it clean here. There's kids watching. There's, there's pets watching, dang it. Uh, but who are you most upset with, and what would you like to see changed are two of the main questions for the show today. Who, who do we got first here, Dex? Mike from Cleveland. Mike, what's going on? Hey, man? Mike. going to kick us off. Hey, what's going on, guys? So that was pretty frustrating, huh? So that's funny. My my brother just texted me asking me, too, like, what are the two things you want changed? And, I, and obviously I said fire to the defensive coordinator yesterday. And then trade up and draft C.J. Stroud. Because, yeah, like you said, Dex, um, like everything was pretty much just front, thrown out the door and just like it really meant nothing, and, you know, with that last play of the game and – Throwing in it, it's, it's pretty poetic of him, to, of, of you know, OG Cousins returning and throwing it off into the flat. Um, but the, I mean, the other thing too is just like some of the decisions they were making, like that trick play on third and two or whatever on the second oh. drive. I mean, like I screamed to my wife too. I'm like, guys, just don't get cute here. Just don't get cute. What do they do? Get cute. So that was uh, that was tough to watch. And then you know, just like Ken A returning a, a kick without a shoe. I mean, that was kind of weird. Like that was a kind of a weird decision, but it would have been a cool story. But whatever. And then, and I do have a quick little conspiracy theory about about Madison and why we're not giving him the ball. Uh, I just, I think they're trying to like use him, utilize him less, just so they don't get a, so other teams don't get enough tape on him, so they can't, so maybe he won't get paid, and then we can retain him for a cheap price. Because I don't know why we're not putting giving him the ball more. I mean, he clearly can break more tackles than than Dalvin at this point, right? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like the Dalvin of old is, is gone. I mean, he got, you know, tackled by a shirt. I mean, you know, and I feel like a couple of years ago, he'd have broken that off no problem. And then, I don't know, did we, was Asamo on the field? I mean, it was, he concussion. did get hurt and he went, he went off. Okay, so that's where he was. Yeah, he had a concussion. But he could have, pl- he could have played before that. And to your point, Jordan yeah. Hicks did. And, and Jordan Hicks was a step behind Barkley and Jones the entire game. Why Asamoah was not incorporated in long before he, he got hurt is a complete mystery. When you played him 27 snaps the last game against these guys because you knew what they do. Right, right. I mean, and I guess the the only silver line I can take from this is, I mean, Duke Shelley. All the guy does is is, is block uh, end, zone, end zone catches. I mean, if the guy was three inches taller, I mean, he could be the best quarterback in the league. I mean, I don't know. He was, he was still pretty good. Yeah, Mike, hey, thank you for leading us off here on Vikings Vent Line. Appreciate you. I want to address a couple of things there on the defense. So there were so many head-scratching decisions. And by the way, Ed Donatel during his weekly press conference said, quote, I think you'll like the way we play. 
The veterans are kind of taking over practice this week. I think you like the way that we play. Well, as you said, Judd, Asamoa played 27 snaps that first game against the Giants. He had that big game-changing uh, strip, and, and the Vikings got possession going the other way. He is your fastest linebacker. I'm not saying he's an all-pro or anything, but if you would have told me, hey, uh, based on the Vikings' decision to not play him and then based on the concussion, which was out of their control, he's not going to play, and you're going to run ancient Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks out there to defend like 70 offensive plays by the Giants, and they're just going to run Daniel Jones time after time after time and Saquon Barkley time after time. I would have said, yeah, they're going to give up like 400-plus yards. Daniel Jones is going to run for almost 100 yards, and they're going to get lit up. And that's what, like, like anyone sitting on their couch could have said, what are you going to do with those aging linebackers to defend the middle of the field and to defend Daniel Jones? And they've had weeks to digest what happened in the first game against the Giants and the entire week of preparation, probably two weeks, because you knew you were playing the Giants. Oh, I think you'll like the way that we play this week. Okay, guy, just retire before this gets embarrassing on Monday or Tuesday. I'm not absolving O'Connell, too, here, though, because he had all season long to watch this older gentleman who's stuck in his ways, and he played. He allowed him to play what he wanted to play. And you know what? Fundamentally, just from a starting point, you could have realized this weeks ago. This defense has some savvy players, but you know what they aren't? They're Because they're older. They're not a real athletic group. And so what you need to do is introduce guys like Asamoah, athletic people, onto the field. And instead, you know, this whole thing, well, the veterans are deciding. Well, that's because Jordan Hicks and Kendricks have told you we plan on playing the entire game, to which you got to say, no, you're not going to. Yeah, they should not, um, yes. Kevin O'Connell, look, there's going to be times in year two especially can't always be the player's coach. You can't always be the good guy. And there are times where you're going to have to say, no, actually, you know what? That's a bad idea. And between you and me, Ed's not that good. So I'm going to have a key role. It felt like he just turned it over to Ed again. And Ed, yeah. Ed, Ed you know, it, the only time that Ed has come up with good game plans is when you know O'Connell is breathing down his neck. Mm-hmm. And today, again, you could see it. Didn't Dude, there was, there was also a fourth and one halfway through the fourth quarter. Giants are lining up. It's fourth and one. All right, here they go. Wow, this is a this is a big potentially game-changing stop. The Vikings lined three guys up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Three oh, guys yeah. on the line of scrimmage for a fourth and one and the Giants just barreled through the middle of the line. Cuz why wouldn't you? Uh vikingsvetline@gmail.com. Dex, who is next here? Charlie. Let's uh we'll get Charlie on next year on Vikings Good. vent line. Hey Charlie. Yeah, geez. like what a disappointing loss. I mean, I thought like if we were going to lose, it was going to be because Brian O'Neill was out, you know, but uh, 11-0 in one score games, you almost just like knew that the Vikings would end the season this way. I feel like like usually like this year I was getting my hopes up and stuff, but this time like there was something in the back of my head, especially like after those two touchdowns that the Giants scored right away. Uh, defense couldn't stop anything. So sad way to go out, but, you know, can't expect much less. So, yeah, Charlie, appreciate you coming on here, joining this therapy session. Let's keep it rolling here, Declan. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's see here. Bob. Bob, what's going on? Bob in Pennsylvania. What's up? Judd. I'm going to call you out. I'm calling you out. You know why? Because no. you said, well, I think this might be the Vikings here. They just keep winning games like this. Well, 
See, that's unsustainable because when you get behind and then you come back in the fourth quarter against a bunch of lousy teams, yeah, that actually looks good on paper when you're 11-0 on close games. But when you, you know, you, you did come back down by 17 against the Bills, but when you face really good teams like Dallas and Eagles, they just destroyed you. But getting back to the, the close games, it's unsustainable because when you're down in a playoff game like this and you hit KJ right in the, you know, numbers, uh, and it's, what was it, like third and eight or fourth and eight or whatever, normally they make that catch, but when you're down by seven, if you don't make that catch and then you don't, you don't make the screen pass to Hawkinson, which was a joke, on fourth down by Captain Kirk, which we will get to, you lose because the whole point is you should not be behind in the fourth quarter to the New York Giants, to Daniel Jones. You shouldn't be behind. They punted one time in the damn game. I think once or twice, I don't know, once. Come on now. Look, it's just unsustainable, Judd. You, it's not their year. You can't look at it that way. You have to gap yourself from lousy teams and win by two or three scores once in a while, like the Niners and the Eagles and the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills. Look what the Bills did. You know, they were they were down, but they came back and won today. Anyway, so the point is this. Here's another point, Judge, I'm going to play out. Tonight, I, I really want you to push that red button. Do you have it in front of you? It's at home, actually. It's not here at the stadium. There you go. used to have that red button because I really want to go ballistic. I want to go ballistic, but I can't. I have to respect Surly. That red red button. Yeah, no, yeah, just, uh, you know, go ahead, Bob. Do what you got to do here, but, you know, don't get us fired. When you and Manny were on a show and it wasn't, you know, you know, it wasn't a video input. You had that red button right in front of you, and sometimes you knocked this out. And I did get knocked out once, but I'm not going to get knocked out twice. Entirely. Yep. You did. You once. Anyway, the other thing is this. What, can you tell me why when in the first quarter it's third and one or fourth and one, I don't even know, they do a reverse and throw it back to Kirk Cousins, expecting him to run for one yard to get the first down? Why the hell would they even think of doing that? Why? When the game is on the line, when you're... Yeah. Why? Why? Bob, thank you. We love you, Bob. Bob in Pennsylvania. That was one of the first first guests. Like, if anyone... If if they would have stopped... If it was like an interactive broadcast, and they would have done the Saved by the Bell, uh, okay, we're going to pause reality for a second. We're going to break the fourth wall and say, okay, fans and media... Should the Vikings run a jet sweep reverse action to Justin Jefferson, who then stops and throws all the way across the field to Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Green light this play or no? What percentage of people would have said, yes, sign me up for that trickeration? And was that supposed to be, was it supposed to be, did Kirk go up too much because it became a forward pass? Was Kirk supposed to be back so it was a lateral so he could throw? Like, I, it was just a terrible... Like, if that's a design, throw it away immediately. Like, O'Connell should have, like, shown it to his wife, and she would have said, honey, 
throw that play away. It's a stupid Dude. play. And then, of course, coming out of halftime, so Tom Rinaldi had the Viking sideline during this game. And Tom Rinaldi asks, and they didn't, they didn't catch this on camera, but Tom Rinaldi's like summing up his conversation with Kevin O'Connell coming out of the half. And he said, uh, Kevin O'Connell admitted that he got a little too cute on that play call. And it was a bad, it was a bla- bad play call. It's on me. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, see, and I'm not like calling for his head or anything. Right. I think he's done a wonderful job, but what but are you doing? Him. Right. And that's on nobody else. Like, I don't care if, if, if either Justin or Kirk screwed up, I don't care. The fact that that play was even a run, like the second that play was triggered, that is on Kevin O'Connell. It's one thing if you're, you know what, if the Giants dialed that play up with a mobile quarterback. It's one thing if you've got Daniel Jones or on the next level, you got Lamar Jackson minus the knee injury. All right. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know that I would call that play, but I can see the logic, right? You literally have one of the least mobile quarterbacks, a 34-year-old, largely statue pocket passer, and that's the play that you come up with in that spot. And don't forget, too, the Giants defense in the regular season was 27th, okay? It's third and one. They're 27th against the run. It just Are you telling me Madison can't get that yard? Maybe two? Maybe five? Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, man. Well, let's keep it rolling here. By the way, uh, if you are watching this right now, please click the subscribe button and the like button so we can help spread the word about this ongoing therapy session here on Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Who's next, Declan? All right, I got a full room of guests here, and I've never had this many email invites in my uh, entire life as the executive producer of Vikings Ventline. So we're going to do our absolute best to get to every possible Vikings fan weekend for a little eulogy of the 2022 season. In the meantime, uh, we will go to Jake from Iowa next. Jake, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. Hey, so I I think um, one thing that it's important to remember about the season as much as the end of it wasn't good is that we got so many fun games because of those close games. So ultimately, you know, it was telling us all season that we were never really going to have a lot of hope coming into the off season or coming into the postseason because as everyone's pointed out, it wasn't sustainable. It ultimately games weren't going to go the Vikings way at some point, but they did all season and we had so many fun games to remember. I don't want that to be completely lost about the season, even if the result isn't what we all wanted. And it's not, it didn't feel necessarily like a huge step towards win one before we died, but it it is, it was a fun season. And if the, if the success or failure that we're judging everything by, if the only thing we can remember about this season is that they lost in the first round, it's going to be a lot of bad seasons until the whole plan works out, even if we won before well, we die. I think, but I think, I think, though, Jake, what you're – I love your positive spirit. I love your optimism here. But you are trying to push back against 60-plus years of the same ending. And so there's a lot of fans that I – think, I think you can appreciate the Bills win and appreciate the Colts win and some of the great memorable things from this season, the eight fourth-quarter comebacks and still be pissed that this team lost a home game as a 13-win regular season favorite against the Giants, right? And I see the comments lighting up on YouTube, and there's a lot of fans that they've they've seen everything. The Bob in Pennsylvania's. I mean, Judd was born uh, in the late 60s, 1969. Like, the people who've lived through decades and decades of one-and-dones in the playoffs, of regular season success followed by playoff embarrassment, I understand how and why you feel the way that you do today. You th- Those people have a right to be mad that this franchise has never won a Super Bowl. 
And so I don't want to, I don't want to, sh- if, if you're, if you're pissed right now, I don't want to shame you away from those feelings. How can you not be pissed about the way that that game concluded though? How can you see a quarterback who clearly had, we all thought and had turned a corner a little bit, make the same exact play that was the exact problem with his former coach? Like, I don't understand how you're not mad about that. Dude, how do you throw that pass? Like in a week I might, and right. But I mean, it in a, that here, oh, oh, here's the thing that drives me crazy about that pass. Okay. Do you guys remember when we broke down the pass to Justin Jefferson and Buffalo, Phil and I both said on film, Hawkinson was open. And there was a chance he could have got the first down, but it was like, what, fourth and 17? And so Kirk throws that ball to Jefferson, and Jefferson makes this unbleeping believable catch. And we're like, Kirk Cousins, the previous person that we knew, would have checked that down to Hawkinson, and he might have come up short. And in this very situation, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. In Buffalo, Dude. your season wasn't on the line, and I, and I was ecstatic about what I saw. Your season was on the line, and they got three yards. They came up five yards short. Dude, and by go the way, down swinging, go Hawkinson, down swinging in that spot. And Hawkinson is a downfield threat. So like, well, that, it's not outrageous to say he could have caught like, like if the routes had been run at the right depth, like you've got to have those guys. At the so right you're blaming, are you blaming, you're blaming KOC more. And again, like the, bl- the blame no, for the game, no, I'm the blaming seasons of his more defense, he, but I'm blaming Kirk because he ultimately pulled the trigger, but I am not absolving O'Connell at all because the route, the, the depth of those routes has to be right. Three yards. There is no way on God's green earth that three yards is the correct depth for needing eight. It would have been legitimately smarter for him to throw down the field triple coverage. Yes. Over what he did to Hawkinson. A hundred percent. Like, it's not even debatable, in my opinion. It's not like you, even debatable. An interception in that spot doesn't matter. Correct. You have your goal in that spot is not to avoid downside, it's to seek upside. Your season depends on you getting at least eight yards. No question. And I get, if it's it's one thing, you know, I, I could live with, okay, maybe it's short of the sticks to Justin Jefferson and you know that he can, or Stefan Diggs back in the day, and you know that he can tap dance and get by the one defender. Hawkinson's not likely to do that. And Hawkinson was wonderful today. But, you know, pe- people ask, this is what, one more thing, and then we'll get to some more people. People ask, like, why doesn't Kirk Cousins get more respect? Well, January is the month where you gain respect. When the playoffs hit, how do you perform? And to his credit, he was excellent for almost the entire game. And I don't even, they had, they had two fart noise drives to end the game. I don't even really pin the result of the second to last one, the three and out on him, because I thought the play calling was garbage. But you got to go down swinging on that last drive, dude. I, like Declan said, I'd rather him throw 25 yards down the middle, bracket coverage, Yes. Just like they did against the Bills when they needed a – that was a fourth down too, right? Yep. That pass – that's funny because we brought that film up, and guess what? Guess who was running an underneath route eight yards short of the sticks? TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Cousins exactly. ignored the wide-open TJ Hawkinson and threw the low percentage ball to, just, to Justin Jefferson because that's the only one that gets you a first down. That ball has That to play go. is why people don't respect Kirk Cousins because he doesn't earn their respect by making the right play in that spot. That ball has to go to the sticks. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that that is going to be a conversation. He has a no-trade clause, a guaranteed contract. I get it. So it's more of a 2024 thing. But that will be a huge conversation in the next two or three months. Draft-heavy, quarterback-heavy draft, right? Anyhow, um, Purple Daily YouTube channel, Vikings vent line here, digesting a, a season-ending loss to the Giants. Who's next? All right, we got to think of a whole bunch of dudes at a bar in Sacramento, California here. Yo, 
We had the hey value for it, man. Hey, Let's go to the bowl going on? next year, maybe. There's always next year in Vikings land. It's all we have. Hey, much love to the show. Much love to you guys. We are so ticked off for that. Why would you do that play with the season on the line? Dude, it's frustrating. No well, yeah, I mean, are you going to are you going to sacrifice your Kirk Cousins jersey on live YouTube right now? Yes, I'll burn <laughs> this to the ground. <laughs> do, do it. Bro. Bro, come on, Kirk. Come on, Captain Kirk. Come on, man. We already get no respect. I know. Yeah, that was crazy. Man, I, I can't even speak. I'm, I'm a loss for words. Well, what was, okay, what's the number? Let me ask you guys this. What's the number one thing? Go around the room here. You guys are outside, I guess. What yeah. is the number one thing you want to see addressed here in the next few months in the offseason? Offensive line. Defense. 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 Yeah. Okay, we Fire have an offensive line. Fire, Donatello. Fire, Donatello. We need a four three. Yeah. We got come on, man. Switch to the four three defense. We got Daniel Hunter. We come on. Pressure, pressure, pressure. We applied no pressure. That was yep. embarrassing. Full, I got a Vikings tat. That was embarrassing. Full defensive draft. It's going to be first round pick. I think. I, yeah, I think it, it, that's going to be defense. This point. Our Sacramento Vikings fans, thank you, guys, you guys for jumping into this therapy session. I would be shocked if Ed Donatell's card key still worked on Wednesday. I don't understand how you don't apply pressure consistently. Well, I agree. I mean, we saw it all year, so it's not shocking, but I I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. All right. Who's next? All right. Let's go next on this therapy session. Let's go to Jake from DC up next year on Vikings event line. Jake, what's up, man? Hey guys. So I'm just going to preface this with the fact that I had absolutely no faith in this season whatsoever. Um, I didn't, it was crazy. I knew the team wasn't very good. I knew we get murdered once we got to the playoffs. I'm not surprised. Disappointed, not surprised. With that being said, uh, yeah, if Ed Donatell isn't isn't gone by the end of the night, um, I will be shocked. Um, also, frankly, um, can we please get this? I, I know we can't do it this year, but I need to say this. Can we please get this quarterback off of this dang team? This man takes more risk with the lives of his coworkers than he does with playing the ball down the field. And I am sick of it. I am so sick of having this man at the helm of this organization. I am so tired of it. I want him gone. I want him gone tomorrow. I wanted him gone last year. He is not good. In the, in the most important moments, he will always disappoint you. And he will get paid millions of dollars, more than any of us will see in our lives, to disappoint you. I am done. I'm so done. Uh, that being said, I am excited for the draft. I hope we draft somebody to uh, sit back behind him, and I hope that quarterback is vaccinated like a not-crazy person. So um, I am excited right. about that. Thank you for coming on. All right. Yeah. We did turn this into a discussion about vaccinations now. I said this, though. I, I really think that today's game was going to and probably will play a very large role in, in what the Vikings perceive as Kirk's future here i think he's back next year he's got a no trade clause i think he's back but at, but you know what I, I mean what we saw today definitely gives you some doubt about his ability to win huge games big games and it gives you i think it gives you a lot of cause for pause about any more extensions oh god any more I, so yeah. no i know but phil you know they've done it what, know, three times now no so so like i i his agree age with, is his age is one of the questions in the mix too here now right it's it's, it's like partially 
his salary, I mean, partially his play, partially his age. You know, on fourth and eight and with that play, the quarterback, a veteran especially, has to empower himself to say, I know what will get the first down. So, like, if you're going to be, be like, well, the play call is for a three-yard pass, which it wasn't. But, you know, that at some point in time, yes, play calling plays a role. I don't think O'Connell had a particularly great day today overall. But that being said, on that play, I'm looking at one guy, a veteran quarterback who's got, you know, Justin Jefferson on the field. So I really do think today is going to play a large role in a lot of discussions at GCL Performance Center. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Kevin O'Connell, by the way, at the podium right now saying that they now have to take a long, hard look at everything they do organizationally going forward here. I just wonder, what all does that mean? How aggressive will they be defensively? I think anything is in play. But remember, they only have four draft picks this year. They have a first-round pick. They really only have, like, one pick in the top 90 because the, yeah, they have a first and a third-round pick. So so um, let's keep it going here. Vikings Vent Line therapy oh. session on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Mike, what's going, up, man? Man? Hey, Mike. Long-time listener, uh, first time ever calling in. So thanks for having me. Love to show you I think like the last caller, I would say that um, I was definitely hopeful this season, but I didn't have high expectations just the way things ended. Uh, I'm by no means a Kirk Cousins fan. I thought that we should have traded him at the beginning of the season. But I will say today, like – I'm not going to sum him up to that one pass at the end. He did have a pretty good game other than the fact that it came down to that. Um, What I will say is I think for our general manager, I think this is a sign to communicate to ownership that some of these guys that we have loved for years that are Vikings ring of honor, they just don't have it anymore. And we kind of need to move on and it's time to get younger and get faster and get a new defensive coordinator, please. Um, it was very frustrating to hear uh, Ed, uh, Ed Donatel say, you know, I'm leaving it up to the team this week, and then we do exactly what we've done all season. It's just been frustrating. So I'm really hoping that when we look back that this draft was worth it because as of right now, drafting Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth and then giving the Lions and the Packers the receivers they got uh, – it doesn't look good right now, and I'm hoping that, you know, we can rebuild and get younger, but I would have much rather gone with uh, Hamilton and maybe still gone with Reed in the second round or Booth in the second round, but um, we'll just have to see how it goes, and I appreciate y'all having me on the show, and um, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, Mike, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, they, there's still some time for those draft picks to play out, but seen with the injury and Booth has had an injury you know, riddled history. Um, it doesn't look good right now. Who's next on Vikings vent line, Declan? All right, let's go uh, next to Purple Pain. That's what I got for a name here, Purple Pain. <laughs> hey, gentlemen. Um, start with some very brief positivity. Um, it's a playoff vent line, not just week 18 vent line. So there's at least that. Um, got a chance to rep the bar at the local. Hey. Rep the stuff at the local bar. Um, didn't nice. Know difference at all but um you know it's a bad game when your Packers fan of a wife comes home and says I'm sorry they lost the game um Mackie I don't mean to spoil your segment for later this week but I have 
six listed ideas I'll name off real quick for potential DC replacements for the Donna Shell defense. Oh, uh, you're stealing my name, stealing my thunder. Go ahead. You don't have to ID. You don't have to give away any of these. What if we go back and forth? What if, what can we go back and forth? Like a, that works. Well, you, you throw a name out, I'll throw a name out. That works. Okay. So I've got, I've got six. I can go through them real quick. I got two that are pretty obvious. Um, I've got a one A and a one B. That being um, Raheem Morris from the Rams, because yeah. John McVay's letting everybody interview, and Brandon Staley since he choked the Chargers job up twenty-seven points. Although is Raheem, how does that work now? Because because does do all those staffers stay now because McVay's coming back? Like is Raheem Morris? He can interview for Fred coaching jobs, but did McVay come yeah, back? Stays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was. I guess I wrote that. I wrote these down pre McVay saying he was coming back. Right. In the interview. So you could maybe scratch him off, but Brandon Staley could still be potentially available since he just blew a 27 point lead to yeah. four interception first half Trevor Lawrence. Um, I got four other quick options, one of which keep it in house. What's wrong with giving Mike Pettin a, night, a chance? Yeah, was his defense in Green Bay the greatest? No, but you went from a historically bad defense to a slightly less historically bad defense with Ed Donichelle. So how much worse could Mike Patton be? Uh, following that, defensive coordinator from Denver, they're going to have an entirely new coaching staff, so that guy might be available in Denver's defense with the only solid point in that is, team this year. It's uh, Ejiro Ivero, and he he worked with Kevin O'Connell uh, in Los Angeles for a couple of years, and Quasey worked with him in San Francisco. So that's definitely one to watch out for, yes. This is a possibility. Um, I've got two more. Both of these are very unlikely, but they're interesting candidates, at least just for a reckless speculation Thursday or something like that. I know he's got a lawsuit out against the NFL, but Brian Flores had some pretty solid defenses when he ran a defensive team. So why not give him another shot instead of the Donichelle? Last but not least, this is the most way out there, but they have botched the quarterback, and I can see that owner getting reckless and firing him, Robert Sala. Defensive coordinator. Wow. Bring it wow. In. All right. Purple Pain, thank you for coming on and giving some defensive coordinator replacements. I have some I have some a bunch of different names on my list. That oh, I, good. Will, I will out of respect mm-hmm. hold it until he gets fired. Or mm-hmm. maybe just I'll give him twenty four hours. And if he still yeah, don't, works yeah, there, yeah, then I'll, start I'll to just give you guys yeah. the list anyways. The respect is done. <laughs> yeah. The respect was he the fact that the team respect. was still alive in the playoffs and now they're not. Correct. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Alex, what's up, man? You're next on Vikings Ventline. Oh, what's up, guys? Hey, man. I've been frantically taking notes. All right, so here's my, here's my thoughts. I'll try to make it quick because I know there's a lot of people wanting to get in. Everybody wants a scapegoat. This is the Vikings organization. We want to talk first Giants game. The Giants suck. They're 3-6-1 and one in their last not, 10 games. They lost to Seattle. They lost to Houston. Uh, or they barely beat Houston. They lost to uh, Detroit and Dallas. Uh, they tied the, the Commanders. This is a bad team. You had them at home in the playoffs. You're supposed to beat this team. I don't – the defense was bad. The offense scored 24 points and had a chance to tie it at the end. They, they all were bad. And guess what? This is what everybody that had a brain expected when you ran back this team. You 30-year-old Zadarius Smith, Patrick Peterson had a decent year. But, like, look at some of the other guys. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Asante Samuel, Kayvon Thibodeau. They're stars in this league. You have no – young and up-and-coming stars your two rookies were injured this year you've got nobody and you traded your picks you've got four picks in this draft i'm looking at 
the, the Bears, a team in this division that was realistic, that hired Ryan Poles, that decided we're going to get aggressive, go up and get fields. That was before Poles. But they decided, hey, I'm going to pick that organization because they prioritized getting a young rookie quarterback to bring in and build a team around. They, 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 we stuck with Cousins and the money. They decided to go with Poles. They traded their vets. They have the first pick. They've got all the leverage in the world. They have all the money to spend. But we're sitting here saying, well, maybe if we bring in a defensive coordinator, we can make it work. It's not going to work. This team is – and, and I love that the ownership wants to win, but you have to be realistic. Is the Bears organization burning to the ground because they lost a lot of games for one season? No, they're in a better position than the Vikings have been in years because they said, you know what? We're going to sacrifice one year. We're going to let the football guys do what they need to do to get us in the place to win long-term. And until the Wolves decide that that's what they're going to do, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep running it back. Kirk's going to say, we're going to keep looking at the film. But guess what, man? This is the team. Everything broke your way. You were the third seed. You had a home playoff game and you lost. And everybody's going to point to some scapegoat. But it's it's a philosophical belief of this organization. We have to win as many games as possible. If we get rid of Kirk, what will happen? We've won playoff games with worse quarterbacks. It'll Thank be you. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So that's it. I needed to get that off my chest. I, I'm a bad fan, though. I'm a bad fan because I, 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 I look long-term. I, I would watch this team lose 14 games a season for a year or two if it meant we would have a chance to, to have sustained success. And we might, we might whiff on a pick, but guess what? We'll have another pick. So that's all I got, guys. I'm, Alex, I, I, bring in the fire, dude. Yes. Great stuff, man. That's the thing. I we're, We'll unpack the whole Kirk thing throughout the coming weeks, but this fear of like, well, but like, oh, my God, what if they move on from Kirk? What if they wind up with another Christian Ponder? Uh, the Vikings went to the playoffs with Christian Ponder and got beat in the first round, just like this year. Like, they, they accomplished pretty much the same with Christian Ponder as they did with Kirk. There's a lot of ways to win, like, 10 games, they won 13, and lose early in the playoffs. There's a lot of ways. I'm more interested in how do you concoct the best roster of 53 guys that can take you deep than, oh, how do we keep clutching our pearls to get Kirk Cousins uh, another extension because well, he's the 12th best quarterback in the NFL, right? Like that. that is a conversation that this organization needs to have immediately. Owners, stop meddling. Let the yep. foot, like Alex said, let the football people make decisions that need to be made here. Well, and that goes way beyond Kirko, too. Like, there's a list of people who need to be jettisoned in some way, shape, or form. Like, there is a list of guys. A lot of them play on defense right now. The linebackers, I mean, Kendricks. Uh, I thought he had an awful day. Harrison Smith. Patrick Peterson had a rough day. You know why? Because they're getting long in the tooth and it's football and everybody, but ownership wants to keep them ar- around. And so, and now they're loyal to Kirk. That's the problem here. At some point in time, this is why what the bears did was heartless and very smart. And you know what happened? The bears got off to a good start. They started to trade more guys because they're like, screw this. We're not going to win. And they found out that they might have their quarterback. Like these, these are the type of ballsy calls that certain teams make. Um, this year was fun, but like if you're mad now, if you're mad now, but you like enjoyed the competitive rebuild aspect of, well, I'm glad they're keeping my guys, you're really painted yourself into a corner there. Because at some point in time, you cannot keep bringing everybody back that you like as they get older and clearly, as we saw today, less effective. 45 minutes into our Vikings therapy session here. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Sean. Sean, you're next on Vikings Hey, Ventline. Sean. Hey guys, uh, 
I don't know where to begin. It's it's just uh, I out here in Connecticut, um, I get all the the Giants and Patriots and Jets. It's just yeah. I'm trying to make it through here, but um, man, uh, that was painful to watch. Uh, we need to fire Ed Donatello right now. We need to get Raheem Morris in here. It's just oh my god. Um, defense wins championships, and that's why. Ooh, that's awesome! I like that. Little purple people eaters. Uh, oh, how, nice. how wide is that jersey? There's like how many that's, numbers? That's like an extra, extra, extra large. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Oh man, I, I I just been surrounding myself with defense today because just to keep myself comfortable. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's uh it's it's just so bad. Uh, they couldn't stop anybody today that they made daniel jones look like michael vick in his prime he was escaping everything running for first downs he was running oh my god uh i don't know where to begin uh sean we hear we hear and feel your frustration it's a badass jersey though so you do have that going for you appreciate you coming on vikings vent line dex let's keep keep racking them up here yeah by the way really quick on that fourth and eight kirk cousins at the podium said uh, I didn't feel good about putting it up to Jefferson, and I felt like I was going to get sacked, and I wanted to put the ball in play. Hence why he checked Dude, out. Dude, he was not – I don't think he was pressured on that play. I think he had a guy coming, but, yeah, I, I don't think – he could have delivered it somewhere else still, 100%. 100%. Okay, guy. I guess I have to see it again. But I, I it, it felt like he – actually, the offensive line felt like it held up pretty respectably today on a lot of those dropbacks. I agree. All right, let's keep it moving. We'll go to uh, Sports Granddad, actually, next year on Vikings Event Line. Uh, Judd, it's a story to trump you, but uh, as the sports dad, I figured I've been watching the Vikings since 1961. You got me. Yep. And uh, if we're going to win a Super Bowl before I die, we don't have much time left. I'm 72. Give so, us some perspective, Sports Granddad. I we're love all, it. We're all sitting around the campfire here yep. listening Listen, to you right listen now. Listen to your grandfather. So here it is. I don't have any any suggestions. You guys and your and the other fans have covered a lot of the failings of the Vikings today and throughout the year. But but one thing I've learned over the years is you always with as a Viking fan, you go into every game expecting the other shoe to drop. Now this year we had a wonderful season, eight times or even you could go thirteen times the other shoe didn't drop. But uh from the very beginning, first Super Bowl. Hey, we're going to win. The Jets were just a fluke last year. Well, I mean, the NFC, NFL is superior. And, oh, 23 to 7. I was there, so I got to see that in person. And then the, then you tell yourself the next Super Bowl, well, okay, the first time people go to the Super Bowl is so different. You can't do it. So then this time, though, it's the second time we're in the Super Bowl. For sure, we're going to, oh, we got killed again. And so on. We make excuse every time. And, oh, hey, it's uh, – Drew Pearson knocking the ball away when we got it down and they they're fourth and 50 or whatever it was. And, Oh yeah, no, there's the shoe dropping. Or it was the, uh, the Gary, he made every single field goal, another record. Uh, oh, and Kirk this year, a record eight comeback. He tired. He's going to go down in history for the greatest comeback. And then in the playoff game. So, to help all, you do a great job with your therapy, and I don't want to trump on your couch. No, but no, 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 you're good. I just, I just thought what what you you got to get used to, and this is my experience. You go into every game expecting to lose, but hope you'll win. And so mm-hmm. then, 
man, 13 times this year. This was great. This is a great season. <laughs> so again, season today, okay, expected to use, lose. I'm not happy about that. But I, I think one thing that you've got to watch out for as a Viking fan, you can never take one game success or one season, which this seemed to be a successful season. This might be the year, and hey, the NFL is stacked up so we can go, and oh, man, and then project out success in the future because it always fails it that something always happens uh it's a 12 men on the field and then a one more pass from brett Favre, and we'll get it even though we've been getting killed uh no that doesn't work and so there's the shoe dropping and so you know i think a good analogy for viking fans is you just have to get used to who's the cartoonist from st paul charles schultz yes brown central grad lucy Charlie Brown, football. Oh, yeah, that's what awesome. What always do? Hold the ball out. Next year, Charlie Brown, I'm not going to fall for that one again. And then she talks to him and, well, maybe this year will be different. And he runs up there and lands on his back. Well, here we are on our back. And so don't project any expectation. Just be happy when they win. Enjoy it. Think, wow, this is unexpected. See, normally when we have bad seasons, you can always look forward to next year because we have a great draft choice. We're so, oh, no, we're not going to have a great draft choice this year. We only have four draft picks. Oh, yeah, but next year the schedule may be, oh, no, the schedule is going to be That's awesome. Well, yeah, but our coaching staff, they'll be so much better the second year, and all our old players will be so much older. And so, no, you can't project ahead. You just have to go into it. Hey, maybe we'll get some superstar. In the Let's hear for sports, yep. sports granddad. Fine work, sports, sports granddad. granddad. Great, great Fine stuff. work. Fine yes. work. Yep. Sure. The, uh, so it's the, the power of negative thinking. Yeah. Is if, if you just plan for the bad things you to see, happen. The problem, though, is sports granted it has seen it, this team probably since game one against the Bears. And as, as he said, was at the uh, Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. The problem is that he is wired by by this point, he has essentially what comes down to Viking Stockholm Syndrome, which is he is now just like, well, this is how it works. And this is what we've been trying to push back against, which is acceptance is not part of what we want to do. We actually want to challenge them and be like, okay, show us something. 13 wins is great, but now can you win a playoff game? And you know what? The frustrating thing is if they had gotten next weekend, and San Fran looks fantastic right now, right? I mean, with their third quarterback, they still look so damn good. So if they got to next weekend and lost a respectable game, I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm not shocked by that. But today, the person who said this, and they're exactly right, is it's not like the Giants are great. The Giants and Vikings, that is a, when you have that game at home in the playoffs, you should win. And I, the more I think about this game, you know, the Vikings lost this game. The Giants didn't come here and take it from them. The Vikings lost this game. They played pathetically on defense, and when it counted most on offense, they couldn't come through. Yep, That's on them, and that's the frustrating thing is we're, we're now almost to a point of not even challenging them when it's just right in front of our face how brutal the loss was. This was a brutal loss. It's a brutal loss that Kirk Cousins called at the podium the toughest loss of his NFL career to this point. Um, well, they maybe don't throw a three-yard pass to a covered tight end on the fourth and season play. Not saying it would have worked out. Maybe it's an interception, but at least you can feel like you did everything you possibly could instead of playing it safe in the biggest play of, uh, apparently, of, of your career. All right, let's keep rocking here on Vikings Ventline. All right, I think uh, we got Lachlan next year. Is it Lachlan? It's uh, Lachlan, yeah. Lachlan, okay. Hey, Lachlan. Hey, guys, big fan of the show. Um, I, I just wanted to come in and say, is it is it too out of a take to say Eric Hendricks sucks? 
he's just uh, he, he's not good he's, anymore. He is so slow at recognizing the play, and he like I he, I just don't know what he was doing out there. And Jordan Hicks as well. It's just it's just hard to see. I like they weren't the only reason we lost, but like guy, what are you doing? Like they was just so bad overall. And even Patrick Peterson, like you made Isaiah Hodges look like prime Randy Moss. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just, it, it was just so bad. Yeah. I, I, and at this point, I think it's just time for a rebuild. Just get, just fix, change everything. I'm just so done with this team at this point. Oh my gosh. Lachlan, we appreciate you coming on this therapy session here. He's speaking for a lot. I don't I don't know if I go as far as rebuild, but we will have, we, we love doing this show in the off season. So if, if you are a frustrated Vikings fan and you're wondering what is next starting next week with staff changes, potentially free agency is on the horizon in like a month and a half NFL draft. Um, I think some of the, some of the best and most fun shows we do historically are between like January and the draft. And so we will have you covered with all sorts of forward looking. How do you make this thing better going into 2023 and beyond, uh, but let's go back to the uh, to the immediate autopsy here of the 2022 season. Who's next on Vikings Uh I believe it's uh, Dadrian is next year. Dadrian. Oh boys, boys! Oh, Who do we got? Boy. Who's a good, who's a good boy? <laughs> you know, boys. Like I'm just kind of sad. Like, 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 I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed everything, but I'd rather be three and thirteen than thirteen and three. And lose in the first round. Can I please get a get a decent first round pick? Like, like a shout out to Hawkinson because that's an amazing trade. But like, man, we kind of were frauds. And I enjoyed the season, I did. But like, I'd rather lose with the Vikings than any other team. But like, we lost, man, in the first round. And I'm just kind of sad about it. But yeah. go Vikings. Adrian, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate you. Hang in there, folks. I'll still take the 13 win fun sure. season and a first round loss over a three and 13, unless it's a productive three and 13, like the right. Bears are doing. Like the Bears. With eyes on a hundred plus million dollars in cap space or something. So, mm-hmm. and the number one pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? All right. Let's go to Will next here on Vikings Ventline. Will, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, Will here. AKA uh, Rick Spielman's love child, if you remember a couple weeks back. That's right. Yes. You sound but, like Rick Spielman, and some people say you even look a little like Rick Spielman. Uh, he does look a little bit like him, yeah. That's hilarious. And like him, I have no idea how to pick a quarterback, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I, I just have to say, I'm glad I got on here uh, soon after uh, what Judd had just said about uh, refusing to accept mediocrity. That's why I watch you guys. Um, I, you can't stand it. You know, again, I've been a fan for 42 years. You you, you have to call it as you see it today. I mean, look, I wore my, my, uh, John Randall Jersey thinking I might have some influence over the defense. Clearly I didn't. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, and the offense generally played okay. But like you said, Kirk, you know, that's what he is when, when, when it comes right down to it, when you, when the game is on the line, that instinct just clicks in and he checks down. Um, is that going to get you Super Bowl? Because that's what it's all about. You know, we can't we can't keep marching back here year in year out. You know, five hundred. 
Um, you know what you just said, going three and thirteen versus thirteen and three and losing. I'll take three and thirteen. I'll take three and thirteen for ten years worth if it meant one Super Bowl. Because the clock's ticking on me. You know, we got to see it once. So that's my uh, that's my bid. Yeah. Today. Well, oh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and I predict they're going to resign Kirk. They're they're going to extend Kirk before next season. You mark that, Ooh. write that down. Dude. Get on, write that down. You they they would that. they would do it. Will thank you. Uh, the Rick Spielman lookalike will coming on, or Rick Spielman sound alike. No, no this cannot be allowed. The you reason they would do that. it is because he has again one of the highest cap hits of any quarterback in the league next year. It would be to give them because they don't like they they are screwed for cap space right now. So they could tap that contract again, but they would have to tack guaranteed years on just like they've done three times already. I think you're going to have to accept flat out the fact that next year the expectation is not going to be – I don't see them winning 13 games. I don't see them ha- having their quarterback, probably Kirk, have eight comeback wins in the fourth quarter. I don't see them going 11-0 and 0 going into the playoffs in one-score games. Um, like, you don't have to rebuild and tear it down to the studs, but at some point in time you have to make some changes here. And I, and, and I would – I mean, from the defense, you can start to parse it apart. Uh, jettison guys, Dalvin Cook, same thing. Kirk can be back. That contract does it does suck, but I am not going down the path because he always wants to do short term extensions. So those short term extensions mean that at some point, very soon, like 2023, right now, he's going to be take a significant bite out of your cap. You have to stop the cycle. Agreed, 100. percent Have to. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings Vent Line Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, we'll uh, we'll go next to Christian here on Vikings Vent Line. Christian, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on. Good. So, I don't know. Can you see my name on the screen by any chance? Uh, I think we have those off. Oh, okay, uh, so it says Christian is done with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, I'll be quick. Three points. First point, um, that Buffalo game we had this year, why did he go back to the Kirk that we know? Why didn't he just chuck it down the field? Who cares if it gets intercepted? Who cares if it's broken up? You could have a penalty. Who knows? That four-yard pass really pissed me off. That's the first thing. Yeah. Second thing, Kevin O'Connell, for a first-year coach with this team winning 13 games, I find very impressive considering how bad the defense is. Um, he made a lot of mistakes in this game, but he's a first-year coach, and I, like, I love Kevin O'Connell. But none of his players are here yet, so we have to see how he builds the team. And last point, uh, it's about you guys. I really enjoyed you guys. You guys are awesome. Being from Thank Toronto, you. there's hardly any Vikings fans around here. They're all Bills fans, and I'm jealous of them because they have Josh Allen and we have Kirk. So I'll leave it at that. You guys take care, and I'll listen to your podcast every week. Take care. See ya. Thank Go you, Leafs. man. Christian, appreciate the the kind words from Go Leafs. From Go Christian. Leafs. Let's, uh, I know we've. We've got so many people trying to get in, so we're trying to get to as many of you as possible. We're an hour into this therapy session here. And if you're new, by the way, thank you for discovering us today. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment that does not stop today just because the season's over. We are a 365-day-per-year podcast or YouTube channel, if you will. And if you could click the subscribe button and also the like button, it helps spread the word about this community. Uh, By the way, you guys help make one of the the most listened-to or top football podcast in america in 2022 so thank you to all of you crazy ass vikings fans out there who's next on vikings vent line declan all right let's go to hunter next here on vikings vent line what's up hunter hey guys how you doing hey man 
Um, so I got a couple things to get get to, but main thing is I'm coming after ownership. Uh, one of the guys came in here earlier and said it, but I really think it needs to come down to Quasi. I think it really needs to come down to Wilfs. Just coming down and say, at what point do we just take the hit with Kirk and say, adios, we'll pay somebody else, even if it's a cheap guy, take a draft, take a chance. But we see what Kirk is. He's a essentially outside of this year, a 500 court, uh, you know, 500 quarterback doesn't take the chances that need be. And let's be realistic without JJ, without the Hawkinson trade, Kirk doesn't make those passes. He doesn't make those throws. He doesn't win those games. So I really need to, you know, I would like go like with granddad or the other guy that said, Hey, I'd rather take 10 years of, you know, mediocrity. Who, who cares if we lose a couple games or not? We're in the same perpetual motion of what happened with Mike Zimmer, what happened with Kirk before. And, I mean, I hate to bring it up like usual, but to all you Kirk Crusaders, Case Keenum did more for us than Kirk has. He got us further in for way less, and we could pay a defense. So I just want to hear your guys' thoughts. At what point – I mean, I think we've reached that point already, but I'm willing to say, hey, just pay his guaranteed money and send him down the trail. Yeah. Thanks, well, you've you've brought up and Hunter, thanks for coming on here. You've brought up a, a, a huge conversation this offseason. It's really more of a look ahead to 2024, but everyone has a salary cap that is the same across the board, right? Everyone is capped at whatever it's going to be, 200 some million dollars. And when a team like let's say the Bengals is paying or I'll I'll bring up cuz that's a number 1 overall pick, the Eagles that's a second round pick, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. When they're paying Jalen Hurts a couple million dollars to the salary cap, and you're paying Kirk Cousins $35 million to the salary cap, and you can make a strong case that Hurts is better straight up than Cousins, but let's call them even, even though I think most people would say Jalen Hurts is better. The Eagles then get $30 plus million to spend to build a monster roster if they do it right. And you got to nail draft picks, and there's all those things too, but just think about when, when you pay a non-elite quarterback elite money to the salary cap, and the Cowboys are kind of in the same boat with Dak, it just makes it so hard to build a monster roster unless you are flawless in the draft and you find tons of hidden gems in free agency. And they've, like, Peterson, Patrick Peterson's kind of a hidden gem. Duke Shelley maybe is a hidden gem. So they're finding some of these guys. It just, but it just, and people are like, well, the front office needs to do a better job. It's freaking hard as it is. When you add on paying that much money to a guy that isn't a solution to all your problems, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know Joe Burrow are for their organizations, or Tom Brady for years and years, it it puts you in an almost impossible place to build a Super Bowl contender. Kevin O'Connell wasn't brought here to keep Kirk Cousins in perpetuity. The Vikings fired Spielman and Zimmer beyond personality issues because they felt, rightfully so, that they needed a GM and a coach who could identify a young quarterback to be the first true franchise quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings since Fran Tarkington departed after the 78 season. Yeah. That's why. I mean, Culpepper could have been, but he didn't stick around. He got hurt, unfortunate. But um, yeah, the Vikings flat out hired O'Connell to find a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is at the end. That's fine. He definitely until today helped him. Uh, but the reality is Kevin O'Connell's here to identify and and his his legacy as the Vikings coach will largely depend on that. 
Uh, real quick, this episode of Vikings Ventline, in part presented by, <laughs> I'm going to beat you to it, Declan, Popcorn. Oh, look at you. Wow. Yeah, you know, it helps. The sea salt and cracked pepper actually helps me get over this loss a little bit. It's That's delicious. Good. Not gonna it lie. Good. It's good stuff. Yeah, there's plenty of different flavors at popcorn. I got a whole bucket of the dill pickle. I got an, I got an extra one of Dude, that the one. The dill pickle is... It, it's aggressive, but it's pretty good. No, it's, it's unbelievable. I usually, you know, I, I was like most people. I just like normal popcorn. You know, maybe a little cheddar, maybe a little butter, maybe a little something else on there. But I now dill pickle has opened things up. I got caramel over there. I have cinnamon bun popcorn. There's tons of popcorn available for you at popcorn.com. Uh, and when you check out and you go buy your popcorn at popcorn.com, uh, mention Purple Daily. It helps out them. It helps us out here, too, at Score North. Go check out popcorn, the best popcorn on the planet. Also, we're gonna we, we're introducing another partner to the show here this week, and we'll talk more about them in a couple days here. But I uh, just want to throw a shout out to this new service, this amazing new service I discovered called Vivrant Online Knife Sharpening Service. So I mailed my kitchen knives in, and Vivrant professionally sharpened and mailed them back to me all within just a few days. So my wife and I are making it a big goal to spend more time just cooking our own meals as, as opposed to going out to eat or ordering, you know, via a delivery service, trying new recipes, just eating healthier. I get basically just being adults, I guess, if I could sum it up. And so for us, having these freshly sharpened knives helps us enjoy our time preparing food. Um, almost everyone has knives. Not many people get them sharpened. So it's just it's it's kind of an amazing service. And we'll talk more about them in the coming days and weeks. But. Uh, to find out more, go to vivrant.com, V-I-V-R-O-N-T.com. That's V-I-V-R-O-N-T.com. All right, who's next? The Vikings defense got carved by those they knives that the Giants got sharpened was, at vivrant.com. Uh, I was not commenting because a lot of things crossed my head. <laughs> who, who are some of the roster cuts going that's to right. be in the coming weeks? All right, who who's got? next on Vikings Ventline? Zach, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. Hey, guys. Uh I guess I could list a few guys I think should get cut, but my thoughts surrounding, I guess, some of the people that have talked about Kirk, I'm just really curious how the last plate actually matters going down to next year. I think all the fans are going to talk about, well, that last plate kind of proves who Kirk was, but honestly, this whole season, he kind of proved me to become, I, I don't know, I didn't call myself a crusader beforehand, but I mean, I like the guy and I see what you're saying about how much money he gets paid, but before the season, I was just all about waiting for, okay, it's only a two-year contract, so we'll wait for next next uh, April. We'll get one of these next really good quarterbacks, and then they'll have one year to kind of train that guy in. And then this whole season went by, and I kind of slowly got persuaded that, okay, KOC might have been what Kirk needed. But then that last play happens, and it puts a bad taste in all of our mouth, and it kind of mixes my emotions up a little bit. But that's kind of what I'm just curious about to see how that plays out. Yeah, no, like, Zach, it's a good, it's an interesting conflict for sure. Go ahead, Judge. I, I'd like to know a little bit more about that play too, as far as like, I mean, Cousins can't throw that pass, but the the fact that that pass was there for him to throw surprises me too. Um, I, I felt the KOC often during the course of the season did an actually good job of getting the checkdowns closer to the sticks, so that if Kirk did throw to him, they might have a chance to essentially fall forward and get a first down. Yeah. So yeah, but you know what? I mean, Kirk's going to be what? Uh, next season 35 i think 36 okay so at some point in time too i I mean we're not talking about brady here 
we're probably not t- talking about, I would say, Rodgers, all right? So at he some does point stay in, in time, good shape, though. I mean, He does you, stay in good shape, but at some point in time, see you with want his shirt to off on the plane? He's in great shape, and I'm sure he will be for the rest of his life, and that's awesome. But it won't be here. And at some point, you do have to just say, okay, you know what? We've tried this. We've gone down this path. I mean, I'm not even dumping on Kirk here. I'm just, there needs to be, that, that's my whole point about the roster. The attrition, the Wilfs are going to have to accept the fact attrition is going to have to start t- taking place. You don't keep the same employees in football just because you like them. That's how you get really bad and you're not rebuilding. There's some old dudes on defense that are higher up yes. on the priority list of needing to send off with a, yeah. an updated LinkedIn resume than Kirk. But, yep. uh, but everything should be looked at. All right, who's next on Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel? All right, let's go to Dylan from the UK. Dylan. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Dylan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing too bad, thank you. Um, it's two in the morning here, and I just stayed up watching that, and by God, I wish I never did. It was painful. Um, just listening from, a, like, you guys speaking, a couple other guys, I think the thing with Kirk's a tough one because it's like, on the one hand, do you trade him now and cash out on him, or you look at Brock Purdy at the Niners, if you build a good enough system around that guy, they can win, but I feel like if you're Quasi, Ed Donatel, and a lot of those regressing older players, they've got to go. It's it's so poor watching Jordan Hicks and Kendricks run around, and they are just outpaced by young, fast guys. And you're, and we still sit there playing them. Give Asamoah a chance or something. I don't know if he was out for the game, but yeah, we just got to get younger at everything. And Ed Donatel, by God, if he's not gone, then I'm, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, dude, Dylan, thanks for staying up late over in Europe. We appreciate it's okay. it. It's going to be okay, Dylan. It's going to be okay. Just listen to us, first of all. It's going to be all right. Just sitting in a dark room well, I don't somewhere know near London. Do. Just I don't know what I'll do. God. Yeah. They, uh, I, I would, again, I would be shocked if Donatel, do, yeah. there's, there's half a chance he might just like retire on his own or yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line. All right, let's go to uh, Christine next here on Vikings Vent Line. Christine, how are Hi you? Hi, guys. Hey, Good. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're frustrated. Yeah, me too. So um, I just want to do a quick shout out. I am eight months pregnant and did not go into labor this season. I don't know how that's, <laughs> that's possible. A, that's miraculous with what you saw. <laughs> right. Um, so just a couple quick things. I, I've heard of it uh, a lot today. Um, Ed Donatel. In the scheme. So for a while, I was wondering, is it scheme? Is it players? And I got to the point where it doesn't matter. His job is to make it work. If it's his scheme, then make adjustments. There were no adjustments made throughout the entire season. I got so tired of seeing chunk plays 15 to 20 yards down the field with two high safeties. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He just needs to go. Uh, The other point I want to make is in the O-line. I think we should draft high up if we can, as high up as we can for the O-line because Kirk got hit more this season than any other season in his career. So if we can get some more muscle up front, I think that would really, really help. Wonderful listening to you guys. This is my first season listening to you. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you, you, Christine. Christine. Um, Yeah, I think part of the problem with the offensive line situation is they have drafted a like all of the dudes that they have right now have been drafted in the last handful of years by the Vikings, right? Brian O'Neill is the veteran and he's like 27. So uh, Bradbury is hitting free agency. So we'll see what happens there. So they might be in the market for a center in the draft, but yeah, I don't think he's back. 
but Cleveland's not going anywhere. Derrissaw is awesome. O'Neal's awesome. It's more of an interior issue. Ingram was a train wreck, yeah. relatively speaking. But we'll see. They put a lot of draft capital into the guys that they have, and they have other you know what else, positions guys, of need. I, I will say this throughout the course of the season. It felt like Kirk was asked to and stood in there and took hits and delivered the ball. Yeah. Like I, I think some of the hits he, he took as they as they multiplied were self induced, but he also made those throws. Yep. So like I don't know that the hits were like oh the line's gotten worse. I think they were somewhat. You're going to need to, and this is something that Kirk didn't used to like to do as much, but you're going to need to stand there and absorb some hits. And and the thing that Kirk proved is again, and I mean that this is a career long thing for him now, but especially this season, he showed that he can take a beating and keep going. He he also I, I don't know if there's like a metric for this, but he moves the least amount of any quarterback in the league. I feel like in the pocket next to Tom Brady, he's not like Jones. moving out and rolling out unless it's a design rollout. He's not keeping plays alive and avoiding hits that way. He's just standing in the pocket taking a beating because he's a pocket passer. How does so. Daniel Jones accumulate the amount of yards when he's really not that fast? It's the day he must be slippery. He's he must pretty be nimble. He's pretty he's nimble. nimble. He's sort of nimble, but like I watch him run and he just sort of plods along, but he gets he's a ton a big of yards. Dude. He's a big yeah. guy. He's, he's, he's tough to bring down, too. He's not. What was his 40 time? Yeah. I mean, that's... Okay. He only ran a 4 8 40. That's he, looks, point, he looks faster than that. He's not Lamar Jackson or anything, but. But Dex is probably right. He, he's big enough where it's hard to bring him down and, and he's yeah. athletic, but he's just not. He's not a quick athlete. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's Every like time, me. like I've heard people clowning too, like, well, what if they whiff on it? Like the, the Giants landed, people kind of mock Daniel Jones. Well, you know what? Right. If you get the right coach and you put Correct. a decent line up there and a good scheme, you can win 9, 10, 11 games with a Daniel Jones and then don't sign him for $30 million when you're done yes. and move on to the next guy, well, right? You can. You bring up a very intriguing point about a word that I use just to be a little bit funny but it's true tricked up like these new coaches the offensive minds they can trick up their quarterback Dude, like the Daniel Dolphins Jones scored like 30 points up. with Skylar Thompson today because Correct. they have a really good they have two incredible weapons they've got a you know let's continue on here Vikings vent line purple daily YouTube channel let's go to MH from Maryland next MH what's up man what's up can you guys hear me yep we got you man yeah awesome man first time on the show thanks Dex yeah. Long time listener. So I'm going to just slow you guys down a little bit. Let's not make Daniel Jones something like, you know, this dual threat quarterback. If we had faster linebackers, that would not have been an issue today. If Hicks and Kendricks were four years younger, totally different. But anyway, I just want to hit a couple quick points. One, this is not a full-blown rebuild. I'm just going to bring some levity here. The offense, depending on what you do with Kurt, can be – Perfectly fine. We just replace all the old veterans on defense. You guys already know who they are. Judd's already said it at no, you know, We know who they are. And we get a couple of defensive players. This team could do the same thing next year. I'm not crazy, but just think about it. We could talk about it later. Second thing, the one thing I can't stand with Kurt is something that he can't do, and this is why we need a mobile new quarterback. He can't overcome coaching. You guys believe that? He can't overcome play calling or he can't overcome coaching. You need a dual threat quarterback that can overcome coaching. That's where we need to take that next step. Here you guys' thoughts. Thanks. MH, thank you for jumping Love on the show. It's a cool stocking cap for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's that, that's the thing. 
And I, and I don't think this whole thing should be about Kirk, but it, a lot of people have strong takes, including us, on the quarterback. I mean, the defense was a huge, huge, huge reason for what happened today, and Kirk was largely excellent for 90% of the game, so I don't want that to get lost. But he is he is a guy that kind of ebbs and flows based on what's around him, based on the coaching, and based yeah. on he's not a guy that's going to – he's not going to be the solution to all your problems. There's like five of those dudes in the league, and so if you're – you need to be in one of two categories to have the best shot to win a Super Bowl. Have one of those guys, which is hard, and the Vikings haven't had one. They had Favre in 09, but have one of those guys. Or have somebody else, and it could be a Daniel Jones, but the Giants aren't going to win the Super Bowl. But someone that doesn't make a lot of money so that you can build the rest of your roster and trick it all up and drag a Teddy Bridgewater to 11 wins drag a Tavares Jackson to a division championship, right? Like we've seen it with the Vikings before. People always point to Ponder. Well, I mean, what if they drought? Dude, what if Ponder had been an actual like competent player with a roster that won 10 games dragging his ass up and down that schedule? That would have been a 12 or 13 win team that could win a Super Bowl. So don't be afraid of taking that swing as an organization, whether it's this year or next year, because it is coming whether you love or hate Cousins. He's going to be 35 years old, and they're going to have to take that swing again. Mm-hmm. All right, keep it rolling here. All right, let's go to Caleb from Milwaukee next year on Bentline. Caleb, what's up, dude? Oh, I think we have some audio issues there with Caleb. In the meantime, Milwaukee let's, go to, to go uh, let's go to Smitty in Florida. Smitty, what's up, dude? You got us? Yeah, can you hear me? We yep, got gotcha, you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, loud and clear. Man, I tell you what. The Vikings are enough to just wear you out, aren't they? Uh, for decades, yes. 53 years. A couple, couple interesting things here. So I've been a Vikings fan for a long time. I can tell you the last time they won two playoff games in the same year was 1987. Think about that. Every year they go to the playoffs, and even if they win one, their chances of winning two are yeah. pretty poor. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was kinder to have the Vikings lose to the Giants today than go to Candlestick and get rolled. Honestly, I think that would have been a lot harder for us to deal with because we've seen that game and it's just enough. Um, I find it kind of interesting that the 49ers lost three quarterbacks and they were able to win 11 games in a row. How do we build that kind of roster? Yeah. We need a roster that's a lot more physical. Oh, this God, team yeah. in, inherently gets yep. their butts kicked by the Giants, the Eagles, the Niners, the Cowboys, whoever they roll up against in the playoffs. They're more physical. They're stronger. You know? Um, the last thing I'll tell you is, you know, when I watched the Vikings lose to the Raiders in Super Bowl eleven, if you had told me I'd be 57 years old and they wouldn't have returned, I would have called you a liar. It's just yeah. unbelievable how bad this team has been all these years that they can't get it right. But, but I the believe they're I... not. They're not bad. That's the problem, Smitty. They are. They are good enough to break your heart and disappoint you, but they're not bad. That's the thing. It, it's unfathomable that in '98 or 2009 where they had really legit teams that they didn't go to a Super Bowl either of those years. That's hard to do. But again, I hear it in Smitty's voice, which is just this, don't be resigned, folks. Don't be resigned. This is not our fate. It doesn't have to be. That's the whole point of the show. Because I feel like that is, and, and it's guys my age, so I'm faulting myself. Finger at myself. That's because you can see the Grim Reaper. Yeah, because I can see up death. on the next corner. So like, so like, I'm trying to 
to be like, well, I've survived this long. I guess I can put up with some more pain. No, this doesn't have to be this way. You didn't hire Quasi and O'Connell to have the status quo. You didn't hire them to have today. You well, but they did. But be, they did. I mean, to this, point, to this point. I understand that. But what I'm saying is you didn't hire them for that purpose. The expectations are much higher. And I am not on board with, because I do agree that the 49ers are a better team. And I think if you had gone there, you'd probably lose. But I'm not going to say I'm glad they were spared that. That's not what, you know, your goal is not, well, uh, I mean, that's just so us. Well, I'm, it's a good thing they lost because they, they I wanted got... to see that. I wanted to see that as a litmus test. Yes. And today, I guess, was kind of a litmus test, too, that ultimately you were, you were kind of a 9 or 10 win team dressed up as a 13 win team. And you went, you ever... I mean, these two games against the Giants are like, can you play closer games against one team? And same with the Lions, kind of like they're they're kind of like battling in that nine to ten win range, and they popped up and beat the Bills. But what that's probably say- where they belong. But what are we saying when when we're saying things like, "Well, I'm glad they didn't win because if they had won, they would have," or you know, "This is just have no expectations." Like if that's the if that's how we're gonna act, then what's the point? Yeah. Yep. Well, I can see how if you're a fan, you know, like Smitty said, that remembers that last Super Bowl loss. And you thought, oh, there's going to be another one of these at some point. We'll get another shot at it. And you've been it's waiting this long from when you were a little kid. I, I see your frustration. I see it. Smitty and I are hit, headed for the urn without a Super Bowl appearance. <laughs> Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Ventland on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's try oh, Caleb again. Caleb, you got go. us. Hey, yeah, Caleb. gentlemen, how's it going? Good, man. How you All doing? Right. Not a Packer fan from Minnesota, so sorry. All right. Um, Three quick things. Expedited review. How did it catch everything except for the clear uh, false start by that left tackle on a like on a touchdown play? That I think that was pretty obvious. Also, was it the first time? Maybe I'm blind, but was it the first time that Hunter and Smith lined up on the same side? Like I believe I saw Daniel Hunter on the end, and then Zadarius Smith right next to him. Also. Uh, who do you think's in a better position for the future, the Bears or the Vikings? Because it's kind of like a parallel universe where Ryan Poles interviewed for the Vikings. Mm. And I believe maybe Quasey had some talks with the Bears, but I just feel like it's kind of like they're like kind of there right there for the future. Joe, what do you think? What's your answer to that question? Thanks for coming on, Caleb. Oh, Would I you really rather like- be for the next three years? I, I really like where the Bears are going. They, they have a ton of salary cap space. They're going to have a ton of draft picks. They're going to, um, they, I think, have identified their quarterback, which is probably the most important thing. Um, but, I mean, I'm, all, I'm, I'm also Mr. Teardown, so I, I'm all for that. Uh, it's just my personality. I like to tear stuff down and try and build, build it up to win as opposed to status quo. And, you know, the one thing I will say, again, in this league especially, it's true of all sports, but it's very, very true in this league. I am not a big fan of rewarding guys because I like them. Um, th- this year was fun, but, you know, when you're one and done, it clearly and, – and the thing about it is I wondered how long these close games could keep up. I thought they might win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. But I will say where I do agree with, with the it's not sustainable, folks, is this – this you are not going to win 11 one score games in 2023 so i i agree with that part like i don't think that this is just now your identity uh some years you know you're fortunate some years like 2021 they go six and eight in such games yeah um so i'd really do like where the bears are at because i feel like they are going to 
build something that can be a actual contender? Boy, I, I would say I would still rather be the Vikings because regardless of what the future of the quarterback spot looks like, I have Justin Jefferson, I have Christian Derrissa, I have Brian O'Neill, I have pillars that I can lean on for the next five or six years or more maybe at some of the most important positions. Um, I don't know what to do with Daniel. I think Daniel Hunter, I think he's going to be around, and I think he has a few more years of prime left, so I guess I have an elite edge rusher as well. But we have to see what his his, his contract is kind of a year-to-year weird thing. Yep. The Bears are just a theory at this point, right? Like, I think if you're a Bears fan, you should be excited. Yep. This is great. We have the most cap room by twice as much as the next team. We can go get any free agent. We got the number one pick. They're just in the driver's seat for the next three or four months. So if I were a Bears fan, I would be excited about the future. But that doesn't mean that I would rather be the Bears the next three to five years than the Vikings, if that answers the question. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Jed from Michigan. Jed, what's up, Al? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys? Hey, hey Jed. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, long-time listener, first-time uh, caller in for the Ventline. Uh, I have to be careful what I say about Kirk Cousins out here in Michigan. Um, I have seen him play high school. Uh, Michigan State fans all over here. So even with my work, people are on me, like, uh, questioning me, what are my thoughts on Kirk Cousins? And I got to be careful because people know the Cousins family. So uh, I'm always cautious about what I say. But um, I have to say, like, the question that you started the whole night off, like, what are you guys mad about? And I would say, I'm probably mad about myself for letting myself believe potentially that there was a chance a slim chance of us even making uh, making it past the first round. Uh, you, you always see teams, uh, they have these unbelievable runs and things like that, coming back from 33 down, the Bills game, and usually those games set you up for potential success in the postseason. You think about, like, uh, Minneapolis Miracle, I think everyone talked about, like, oh, man, like, that's the game. That's the Franco-Harris game. Uh, that's going to set them up for potentially getting some uh, Super Bowls, but not the case at all. So as a Vikings fan, I'm disappointed myself uh, for having some hope at all for them making it further in the playoffs. Um, I would say for the defense as well, um, definitely, definitely need some more athleticism. Um, The one thing that was really disappointing this year was uh, there was a lack of pressure. Uh, It felt like, consistently quarterbacks had time even though i i mean i think hunter was tops uh for the for a while for uh quarterback pressures uh it just never felt like they could ever really get to the quarterback so that's something i'm hoping that we take a look at next year uh for helping the defense uh and then like a lot of people said too uh just a lot getting younger on the defense as well so um yeah so uh love the show uh sports dad I'm the one that shouted out to you at the Patriots game with my wife. Uh, love the shout out. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you. So uh, love, love uh, listening to you guys. Uh, take it easy and have a good one. Awesome, man. Thank, Thank you, you, Jed. Be careful out there out. in Kirk Cousins land in Michigan. Yeah. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Amen. Someone just tweeted at me. Watch the replay on that last throw. No one's open. Just admit you want Kirk to fail. I got another. No tweet one. That said no one's Cook, open. Cook dude. was. I, I, I'm seeing YouTube comment section saying Cook was open too. Cook was open. Yeah. Well, Cook, so Cook was running. I think a little swing route around the left. There was a defender that was sort of in the area, but Thielen, KJ, and Justin Jefferson were running deeper routes, fifteen to twenty-five yards down the field. 
there was one defender on Thielen, one defender on KJ, and two defenders bracketing Justin Jefferson on that play. No one's open. Oh, so no one's open. So then throw to the covered tight end five yards short of the first down sticks. Yeah. Okay. You don't, there's room to do two things. There's room to say Kirk was excellent for 90% of that game. Mm-hmm. And then he was a fart noise on the biggest play of the season. There's there's well, room for those two thoughts to be expressed for the people that only deal in black and white. And those last two drives were abysmal. They were just awful. And I mean, that's on, look, we talked about this on Friday or Saturday's show. I forget which one, but we said this and it came to pass. The defense is spotty and not good. And we said on the show, the offense is going to have to carry the water. Like they're going to be, you're, they're going to be asked to do more than they probably should because your defense is not good. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. I mean, the Giants, my God, at one point at a 20-play drive, that's what I wanted. I wanted to keep it. The, the question of this game was who's going to do the best job of keeping their defense off the field? You didn't want them playing. Yep. All right, let's keep it going here. I know we have so, we're, we're going to try and get to as many people as possible here. Yeah. An hour and a half into this therapy session. Quinn, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, man. I'm calling in from a hotel room in Yosemite. I was camping, but I couldn't miss the game. So I had to had to get myself a room and watch on TV. That is my kind of camping in a hotel room. (laughs) Yes. I know. I'm really connected with nature. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, so I just wanted to get your guys thoughts on one thing. What I think is really interesting is across coaching staffs, across general managers, I've noticed that this team tends to have a habit of getting one aspect of our team to like a B plus. And then the thought process is, all right, now we're going to invest all our free agent signings, all of our draft picks into getting the part that's kind of a C minus also to be a B plus. What I would really like to see, especially if the idea is competitive rebuild, would be for Quasi and for the head coach and for the rest of our coaching staff to look to how they can make one part of our team. And right now it looks like the offense with Jefferson, with our tackles an a plus. Yes. How I do agree. we develop a left hook that teams have to account for? I love Jefferson, but we've seen a couple games this year. He's just not enough. And they've been able to take him out. That's a problem. You know, our defense, like we've been saying all season gives up 400 yards a game no matter how great a season Patrick Peterson's having, no matter how good our edge rushers are. I love those players, but if we have to make a choice here, I would rather us have a really solid foundation, something that every team we play has to respect about the Vikings before we're wasting all of our energy and our time and our resources trying to just slap band-aids over things that our issues, but I don't know if that makes sense. I wanted to get yeah. your thoughts on that. No, Quinn, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Quinn, in investing in uh, a hotel tonight so that you can join call. Vikings. Yeah, right. call. I, I wouldn't go. I, would I actually go wouldn't. Camping, have, but, yeah, I agree. I actually yeah, wouldn't but, have gone camping, but I yeah. would totally get a hotel in Idaho, and then yes. I had to watch the yeah. Vikings. I'd go I hang out with Quinn for like a couple hours out sure. in the wilderness, and then just like go back eh. to the hotel bar. Yeah, yeah. Is there a bar out there? Yeah. Like I, I would need a bar. Like I, I couldn't do that. No are, there ba- are there other are other are bars in uh but i mean in hotels what's your question his his hotel might not have a bar is, is my point. oh like i'm guessing there's a bar he's in, in the, the middle of nowhere he's in. Yeah. he's in the middle of nowhere so i I'm, I'm concerned about quinn because he can't properly drown his sorrows with a uh surly so to answer his question my opinion is this 
Um, I like what he's saying, and I agree completely. And yes, the Vikings need, and this is why I would have liked to see them draft a receiver instead of trading that pick in the first round of last April's draft. Um, but I also don't think it's too much. Now, like, I mean, keep in mind, again, we knew that Ed Donatel's defense, and I'm not saying the team was perfect, because but we knew what he was trying to work halfway through the season wasn't working. So the question then became, okay, th- this is a pretty good team. They're on their way to 13 wins. How do you adjust on the fly to make them serviceable? They never did it. So, yes, I would I like to see an offense that can come out and score like the Vikings did and then just continue to score points, high-flying, 98 or Rams, 99, greatest show on turf? Absolutely. But I also don't think it's too much to ask your veteran defensive coordinator to get his act together to utilize a defense. And as Phil, you, you, said, you said this last week, um, yes, some guys are aging. Yes, it's far from perfect. But your personnel's not that bad. Yeah. Everyone was healthy today. <laughs> yeah. I, I, also, too, it's like you know, they need they just they keep they compounded some of these issues with the Harrison Smith contract with the Adam Thielen contract. We've talked at nauseum about you know the Kirk Cousins contract. They need to be more ruthless. They used to be very ruthless. I feel like as an organization, like under Rick Spielman, up until maybe I don't know. They I think they got a little squirrely with Chad Greenway extensions at one point, but. If a guy hits 29 or 30 years old, you should probably stop giving him a lot of money, unless it's a quarterback mm-hmm. that you really, really, really believe in, right? Mm-hmm. It just looked and felt so old defensively, and you've got – I don't think the pieces are as bad as the ranking, so the scheme had something to do with it too, but like these players look like they were running in quicksand at home on turf today against the Giants. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line. All right, we'll go to Eric from Texas next. Eric, what's up, pal? What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Hey, man. Yeah, we got yep. you. Good. All right. Uh, so basically, I just want to bring up three main things. Um, I think pretty much everybody's brought up the Ed Donatel thing. He needs to go for sure, probably tomorrow. But I kind of worry about KOC being too nice and maybe him not wanting to fire him. But I think it's it has to happen. Uh, number two, I think Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. I think we got to let all those guys go this offseason and probably just start with young guys. I mean, I think the defense – couldn't get really much worse. I mean, we always say, well, it can't get much worse, but I really don't think it can get much worse this year. I mean, mm-hmm. next year. Um, the last thing is pretty much Kirk. I've been out on Kirk for about four years, and um, I've called him before and said we, I said we need to draft Jordan Love, and I was completely wrong about that, but you never know. He could be good. We but, don't uh, know. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> before I leave, um, I just wanted to ask you all a quick question. My question is, do you all think that the last drive of Kirk Cousins will affect what happens moving forward this offseason with what the coach thinks, with what Quasey thinks. Do y'all think that that last drive will affect their mindset on, you know, what to do with Kirk as far as extension, trade, or drafting a potentially young quarterback? So that's all I got. I just want to see what y'all think about that. Uh, I'm mainly interested in the Kirk conversation, so appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, that's Eric. It. Appreciate you, man. I absolutely I, do, yes. I um, now, I, I do think that I, – I think O'Connell's been – probably quietly uh, behind it. This seems a bit gathering intelligence all, all year. I mean, he did a marvelous job of empowering Kirk, but that doesn't mean that he's got a poster of Kirk on, on his wall at home. Um, <laughs> so the, like, sh- the shirtless Kirk O'Chain's so poster? Like, yeah, exactly. Honey, uh, so, can we take that down? It's been a uh, few yeah. months now. This is Why is this staring at us when, when we're trying <laughs> to sleep? I'm not real comfortable with this, but I do think that, um, yes, I think that that last play, and look, I mean, Privately, behind the scenes, I think there's definitely going to be some um, issues with that 
with that pass, you know, because Kirk doesn't love to take the blame. And O'Connell, there's no way he instructed him to throw a three-yard pass. So, yes, I think that there is going to be a multitude of things that um, I don't want to say KOC is going to use against Kirk. But if you don't think that that play, if you think that those last two drives are going to play zero role, I don't see that. I think they're definitely going to play a role. And I'm going to go back to what I keep saying, which is Kevin O'Connell didn't come here to just inherit forever a quarterback with a big contract. These guys pride themselves on finding quarterbacks and cultivating them and developing them. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins was developed years ago. He's not O'Connell's guy. So, yeah, I think a lot goes into the stew of where the Vikings go with their quarterback. I'm just watching this playback, by the way, the last play. Oh, um, no, I'm sorry. This is a different play. This is the KJ Osborne. Uh, this is the KJ Osborne drop. It wasn't a drop though. It was knocked out. So I'm sorry. I thought I was going to, I thought I saw a video of the, uh, of the Hawkinson catch to end the game. Okay. If I do, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that again at some point. If someone could, if someone's on Twitter and you can see that video, if you could link it to me, I just want to know, was he, was he pressured more than we thought? I just, cause because you need all the information on that play before you can say, okay, that play is a reason why we're going to do this in the offseason. But let's keep it going here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Brock. Brock, what's up, man? <laughs> let's go, boys. I got notes down. All right, I'm going to start on this. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I have going is uh, I was really looking forward to Brian Asamoah uh, this week. And I didn't get anything on that. We're talking about something that we could have possibly uh, spied on something with that. And it seemed like we were really slow in the, in the, uh, in the linebacker situation. But uh, is the Neil elite? That's the other thing that someone just talked about that. Are we actually being serious about that? Because I didn't see much, uh, I didn't see much pressure tonight from a lot of those guys tonight. Um, I'll just go back to the last play because that's the biggest thing for me. Um, did we expect anything less? <laughs> like, honestly, I think that that's honestly that if we're talking about something with Kirk, that's exactly what would have happened when the game's on the line and we have no protection. We're Throwing for four freaking yards and we're done for. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's uh, I I tried to believe in him this year. I was one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest critics, but I I don't know. I think that yeah. No, we we feel you, man. We feel you. Thanks for coming on Vikings Vent Line. I think, dude. I've seen some people hit me up. It's just in the emotions of the last 90 minutes saying, I've been a devout Cousins supporter this whole season for years, and that last play is why I'm now out. I've seen those people. It's very interesting. But um, we, I, I will say this. We should throw this out there, that we have spent the last couple months, and we should stick to this today, even though he drove us crazy with that last play. Uh, we had a group of Cousins Crusaders reach out to us a while back this season and said, all right, it's been a fun ride. He's uh, leading the league in fourth quarter comebacks. What if we brought everyone together to donate money for his charity, KirkCousins.org? And so um, thanks to the crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily, 
we have brought people together for the last seven or eight weeks. And I think, you know, I think that's one thing that we can all agree on. Whatever happens going forward to celebrate this great season, KirkCousins.org. If you are a fan or you want to pitch in five or 50 bucks, uh, just put in the little message section as you uh, click the donate button that you are one of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. So they know where that money is coming from. And then turn around and go straight to the official sports bar of the sports dad, Judd Zolgad. That would be our friends at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. You know, what's funny was I, I was there on on uh, Friday enjoying some, shockingly, Shirley's with a friend. Um, and I talked to Cheryl, and she said, you know what, Judd? I think it's working because we've had a couple groups come in, in here um, that were Score North folks, and they came in and they had their groups and we're talking about a group of like 40 or 50. And that's the thing is Park Tavern can accommodate you, your group. We're not talking five or 10. Those are easy. We're talking 40 or 50 people. And all you have to do is call or contact Park Tavern and they will take care of everything and you will look like a hero. So it might be your wife's birthday anniversary. I don't know, but you will look like you did all of the work. And in fact, all that you have to do is contact the folks at Park Tavern, parktavern.net. 952-929-6810, parktavern.net. Get the ball rolling on that party and then take all of the credit. And if nothing else, stop by the bars there, pick up a, a drink or go in bowling. Great place to go, Park Tavern in St. Louis Park, right off of Louisiana, Louisiana Avenue South. Uh, I just watched the thank you to all the people that sent me. Did you get the, it? Uh, on Twitter, the, the play. Yeah, I mean, it was a standard drop back, a little bit of pressure on the left side. The pressure did not impact what he did on that play. He saw Justin Jefferson covered, quote-unquote covered, and he checked down to TJ Hawkinson. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, Bradbury's getting – I mean, th- there was a little pressure on the backside, sure. but it didn't – he didn't, like, feel the pressure and panic. He dropped back. He, he, he moved off his primary read, and he threw it to TJ uh, Hawkinson. So. That settles that. All right, let's keep it rolling here, Dex. Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel, therapy session. Clay, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. What's up? All right, I got like three main ideas. First is I don't think Kirk was a problem here. He had an excellent season, I thought. Top eight quarterback season, in my opinion, this year. Um, For like the years coming, I think Questy was, uh, I don't know, put us in a bad position to succeed for the upcoming years because now we're stuck with a lot of big contracts. And we need to go young now because a lot of those guys like Cook, Cousins, Zadarius Smith's old, Daniel Hunter's getting old, and Harrison Smith. So, like, we got to move around those contracts, which is going to be hard for us to do. And then I think Kevin O'Connell did it. He was awesome this year, I thought. And I agree with what you guys are saying is that he came in. Now he's, it's, it's his time to find the next quarterback. So that's all I really had to say. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And uh, and waiting, I think a lot of people have been waiting for a long time to get on here. We appreciate your patience as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Quasi is going to have to – there's some stuff to untangle here, and there's not a lot of draft capital. So it's this is going to be – this is going to be a Rubik's Cube for for Quasi in the next, I don't know, two to four months or so. Who's next on Vikings Ventline Dex? All right, let's uh, – we'll keep it moving here. We'll go, go to, to David, David next, next on. on. Hey, guys. Vikings how's it going? I'm a long-time listener. Uh, Unfortunately, I live on the East Coast, so I don't get to see the Vikings unless they're on national television. But I got a couple of takes that I want to talk about. Uh, First of all, this is still Rick Spielman's team. 
You know, he still got his hands over it. And um, it's basically, like I said, it's the same team, just with different coaches. Um, I'm still not sold on KOC. I think he's kind of affable. You know, affable guys are too nice. They get pushed around. And I don't think the, he has the killer instinct. You know, let's say like Bilicek has or some of the other coaches. Um, one of the other things is we need a lot of work. There's got to be some wholesale changes done on on both sides of the ball, especially the defense. You know, if we had a, uh, a halfway decent defense, you know, we could have been the number one seed. But, you know, it was a remarkable season. I mean, who could expect us to get this far? Did any of us think we want, you know, we'd be 13 and four? I didn't, you know. Um, one other thing that I want that I wanted to talk about was um let's see. Um Quasi, I hope Quasi learns from Rick Spielman's Rick Spielman's mistakes. Uh I don't know about you guys, but not, I'm not a big fan of trading down and sacrificing uh quality for quantity. And I think that's a very bad way to run a team. We see how it went with Spielman. I hope Quasi learned this lesson this year. I mean, granted, Scene and some of the other guys were, you know, were injured, but I don't think that's the way to run a team. I think, you know, we, you know, you take, you get a uh, a spot in the draft, you you go for the best guys available, and if you're lucky, you find a diamond in the rough. But to, but to trade a top pick for multiple picks that don't really work out, and you know. One of the things that I was really concerned about was Ed Ingram. I mean, how many times a game can we watch this guy step on Kirk Cousins' feet and watch Kirk fall back? You know, one of these days he's going to step on Kirk's feet. He's going to fall back and slam his head on the turf, and we're going to wind up having to get another quarterback. Kirk will be on concussion protocol. But uh, anyway, that's my beef. That's all I got to say. Uh, David, thank Thank you you for coming on, man. Yeah, expressing frustration that a lot of fans i think feel today mm-hmm. after a season ending loss um let's keep it going here we've said enough i think let people express their frustrations let's go to mark mark what's up hey guys probably one hey, of man. the few fans on tonight that made it to the giants whiteout event and uh disappointed to see them uh lose it again tonight I, mean, I know you guys have hammered home the defensive issues uh i kind of want to approach the whole side of the nfl involvement with referees and your guys' thoughts on maybe future enhancements with AI use instead of actual people that uh, make mistakes quite often, and especially during this game. I counted two solid 12 men on the field from the Giants that never got called. Uh, I think there were four times, but I could really only go back and find the two, uh, plus multiple missed calls, multiple bad calls, uh, mostly in the Giants' favor. A few couple in the Vikings, but uh, what are your guys' thoughts on how the refs did tonight? Well, there was also the very questionable Dexter Lawrence roughing of Kirk Cousins that they got up. You know, I don't know. Did you think the ref stood out as a huge? No, I don't know. No, if the ref and the passer call had led to a touchdown, it probably changes that. Um, but I, I think overall, with a lot of new refs in the league, that refereeing has been a problem this season. It did not strike me as a problem in this game. Like I think there's problems, bigger picture. I don't I don't look at today's game and say that the refs in, impacted it to the point of they like swung it in any way. I agree. I agree. Wish I could I wish I could fight and spar on that, but I, I can't. 
Um, all right, who's next on Vikings event line? All right, let's go to Rose 42. Rose 42, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily have a ton to add in terms of all the football talk. I think you guys, everyone's done a great job of that. Uh, a few things, just kind of watching the game, I was just kind of curious. Judd, you were at the game. You're at the game right now, right, or at the stadium? Yep, I'm in the press box. Um, just maybe how tense it was at the be- the very beginning when it seemed like, because we kind of had the flashbacks to the Eagles game, I think, where we scored that first easy touchdown and it looked like it was maybe just going to slip. Uh, and then the other thing, I was just kind of curious as to how many people, when we got the ball back with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, immediately start thinking about potential extra point kick. And then I don't know if anybody's talked about that. Like, does that just kind of slide with all the Kirk Cousins talk? Like, is will Greg Joseph be the kicker next year? And then kind of what, because me and my wife were kind of joking too, like what was he thinking with eight minutes when he gets a lot of crap all the time, but it's like it's setting up for him to be like, well, God, I'm going to have to save us again with the extra point and then probably again with another field goal. Uh, yeah. yeah, just kind of wonder what those those are kind of my questions. And thanks for the good season. Yeah, thank you, Rose, man. Thank that. you, man. Appreciate it. There, there was really no um, – so as, as far as th- that went, because the Vikings were down by a touchdown and got the ball back, I, I think – the pressure or the tenseness of the crowd had had at that point in time nothing to do with Joseph, and it had everything to do with that possession. Yeah. Um, the difference between the Philadelphia game, which of course was played there in 2017, and this game was the shocking nature was the Vikings scored first in that game in Philadelphia, and then this really good defense just collapsed. This was like uh, when the Vikings scored and the Giants immediately counterpunched, this was more of a here-we-go feeling. So, like, it wasn't this letdown of what, what happened to our defense. Um, the disappointment in the defense is that they didn't do anything different. But, you know, Zim's defense in 2017 was the calling card of that franchise. Uh, this was much more Jefferson Cousins. And if the defense didn't give up points, you were actually thankful. So a very different feeling. I can tell you that if they had scored a touchdown on that last drive, I would not have left it up to Greg Joseph to tie it. I would have gone for two. You have gone for the win. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest Greg Joseph stand on this planet. And I also would have gone for two at that wow. point. Wow. Yeah. Um, and even though there's the new playoff rule where the only way the team can walk it off now is with a touchdown and a two point conversion. So that is that has been added this year. I still would have went for two. I would not have chanced anything else to the defense. Go for the win, dude. Go for the win. Why not? That's right. The new overtime rules in the playoffs. So you can in the in the overtime you can score a touchdown, kick an extra point, and the other team gets it back. You can, right. Or you can score a touchdown, go for two, yep, and straight up win the game. Correct. But yeah, uh, I don't think KOC goes for two there. But I get your uh, point of view there. Well, I don't know, man. I I straw poll. I think he would have gone for two. Dex, what about you? Yeah, I I think I think he would have. I I think he one hundred percent would have gone for two. And again, he's more. Con- He's a bit more conservative than than we think at times. I just don't see it. Hmm. I, I like we'll, that. I guess we'll never I like know. the ballsy nature. We'll never know. If you are still hanging out with us, thank you. We're almost two hours into this therapy session. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on this therapy episode of Vikings Ventline so we can spread the word. And we will continue tomorrow, Tuesday, 365 days a year. Um We'd like the season to have continued, but we also love the off-season shows as well. So uh, stick with us as we look ahead to see what this team could do in free agency, what they could do with trades and the draft. All of that starts tomorrow on Purple Daily. Anyone else left here, Dex? 
couple more. Couple okay. more. Let's let's go to Alex from Fargo drinking his before I die. There he is. What Yo, is guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yo, I'm drinking uh, before I die. I'm reading on the back here. It says, uh, let's just win one. We cannot do that in the playoffs. I think I got a little half serving on the offense. Defense, where were we? Patrick Peterson didn't show up. Harrison Smith, not there. I think we got a couple pressures with Daniil. Got one sack. Um, but other than that, it was just a lackluster performance. I think the first half, just really, we didn't do well. The second half, we came out. We had one stop there. And what do we do? I mean, do we go to the offseason? Does Questy and KOC, do we really get to see their team? Do we get to see something going forward that actually has a hope at stopping something? Because Daniel Jones, he was he made it seem like he was Michael Vick out there rolling out from the rush. <laughs> I think he had good pressure, but yeah. he, he couldn't get anything going. Uh, love you guys. Big time fan. First time caller. Thanks for having me on. Dude, Alex, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, dude. Enjoy the, the beer. Words. Despite the fact it didn't accomplish its mission, enjoy the beer. I think, no. I think the beer might. I think the beer might be might be coming back next season, though. As as we again, I think it has embark to. on the before I die lifestyle. It has to come back. I'm going right. to keep hammering it away until I'm dead. Hence the name. Let's go. Uh, let's go to our last one here. Let's go to uh, Zach from Grand Rapids. Zach. Okay. Hey, Zach. Hey, fellas. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, first, I want to start out with saying, okay, Judd, you are definitely Randy from Cottage Grove. I am absolutely, I, I'm convinced. There's no way hmm. you are not Randy from Cottage Grove. Somehow. It's, it's literally your, your like alter ego. It's, um, and then uh, Maggie. I, can, I, can, I will tell you. He is he is definitely not. We no. did have Randy and Cottage Grove <laughs> show up in person at the Minnesota State Fair a yep. few years back wearing Zubas and a Percy Harvin jersey. <laughs> and there's a few oh, people in attendance that can confirm that they were sitting there while he walked up to the live microphone. Yeah. He's so. just so he's just so like mythical. I don't know. He, it's it's <laughs> awesome. Um I hope he's okay. I don't I don't I have not yeah. seen if he's oh, tweeting or what. Yeah. You guys might need to check on him after tonight. I mean that's uh <laughs> This is, I was just thinking that today is I'm like, you know, out of this season, you know, these past couple seasons, it's been heartbreak after heartbreak, close loss after close loss. This season, I'm like, hey, we have won every close game. You guys are keeping us alive. You're, you're filling our hearts with these wins. And I'm like, at least we haven't had a, a heartbreaking, heart-wrenching loss yet. Freaking Giants. The oh, Giants so- and Danny Dimes. You let Danny Dimes do it to you. Ed Donatel. Put Metellus in as a spy or something. Do something. Second half adjustments, nothing. Brian Osamoa, huge loss. I think they were going to plug him in and have him help out. But he just kept everything alive. As soon as there was pressure, he kept it alive. Yeah, Unreal. KOC knew is the problem. He failed to fix it. There Zach, thanks for jumping in here. Putting, put, putting a passionate stamp on Vikings vent line here. Had to be had to be the Giants too, right? Had to be the Giants. The 41 donut architects oh, yeah. from yeah, this is now, years uh, ago. Now one in three in playoff games against the Giants, right? Yep. Twice in the yep. 90s, then the 41 donut, and then today. I believe I saw that the Vikings are now, well, not now. They've like, they've been 
along with the Texas Rangers, the longest-running American sports franchise to not win the championship in the four major sports. That the Rangers and the Vikings go back to, like, 1961, and um, no one else has been around. Senators, that's right. No one else has been around that long and not won their league's championship. So what you're telling me is we've got the Twins, who set a North American sports record of 18 consecutive playoff defeats, and the Vikings... Mm -hmm. Who now are tied with the Rangers for the longest stretch? That is correct. Of, okay. Yeah. Yep. Go Minnesota Go Sports. Go, Go Minnesota us. Sports. Yes. Hey, how, how oh, man. Well, we hope that this therapy session was just the start of the healing for all of you. But we will be with you tomorrow as well on Purple Daily. We will start looking ahead immediately with essentially every single day going forward here for the next several weeks. How do you get this thing to be better? What are the big changes you make? What are the hard conversations you have to have leading into free agency, NFL draft, et cetera? And um, who are the defensive coordinator candidates that could replace Ed Donatel in the next couple of weeks, assuming that they make a move there? There's a million different things we can get into looking ahead. And it all starts tomorrow on Purple Daily. So this is not the end of the end of the season for the Vikings. This is the beginning of the offseason for Purple Daily and Score North. And we're, we're excited. I think we maybe thought and we're hopeful that this season would go further, but we're here to pick up the pieces and look ahead immediately. We got ideas. We yes, always have we ideas. Do. We're yes, filled we with good ideas. Any final thoughts from you guys after uh, this season-ending loss here by the Vikings? Uh, defense was despicable, and you threw uh, three yards on fourth and eight. That's um, I'm not going to get past that for a while. Yep, for b- both those things. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. Ed, yeah. Ed Donatel, aging defenders, and Kirk Cousins shriveling in a huge moment. I have seen now a few people pointing out that the play design, having three receivers run fairly deep, with two outlets well short of the sticks, a running back and a tight end, yep, was not the best play design. That maybe you would have multiple routes that were closer to the sticks. You know, all right, I. I could. But, I, I'm not going to fight you on that. That's. But you got to. But hear the deep routes. Throw to one of them and I see sort, what happens. So I sort of hear that. But here's my problem with that. It's providing the cover of absolution again, right? Well, they can't really blame Kirk. Yeah, the play design. Um, no, he was. He proved this year. I mean, that throw to Jefferson in Buffalo was stupid. But you know what it did? Worked. It wasn't stupid though. It's the it's the throw that you have to make in a game on the line situation. But in, his, but in his mind, it was stupid. In his mind, it's irresponsible. But he made it, and it was a hell of a play, and it worked. Well, congrats! Anyway, you avoided the anyway, interception. Not, you avoided you the what, irresponsible throw at the end of the season. If you are looking for absolution for Cousins, O'Connell, or the Vikings in general, you're you've come to the wrong place. Starting tomorrow, this is not about absolution. This is not about excuses. This is not about, well, it was a fun season, 13 wins. What more could you want? I, I wanted a damn first-round victory. It wasn't that much to ask. Yeah, I'm, It's not so, about absolution. It's about solutions. Yes. That's the new motto starting tomorrow. Yes. And perhaps some absolute as well, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> yep. I'm going home to enjoy a surly. Bye. All right. Judd's, gonna, Judd's still at the stadium. He's got to get out of there so he can enjoy uh, a surly we appreciate you guys for riding this roller coaster with us and making us part of your routine every single Sunday or every single day if you listen to the non-Ventline episodes or watch the non-Ventline episodes of Purple Daily. So 
thank you guys. We appreciate you for Judd, Declan, Phil. We will be back at it tomorrow on Purple Daily. A little pie chart, some hot takes, and some looking ahead. We'll see you guys there tomorrow.